The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate. Thanks so much for tuning in now on Highland Radio or back via podcast. This is your weekly GE Roundup and well, it's a weekend we heard news, the news we never wanted to hear. Michael Murphy has retired from the inter-county scene and uh, it had to come someday and it's now that it's happened and, you know, a lot of us are just still trying to digest the news, you know, five Ulsters. Three All-Stars, of course, the All-Ireland in 2012. He captained his, studio, captained his country, you know, three Dr. Maguires with his club, among many, many accolades. Uh, later on the show, we're going to hear from two of his, his great friends on and off the pitch, Big Neil Geller and Rory Kavna, pay tribute to Mr. Murphy. I think the greatest footballer, certainly ever to come out of Donegal, one of the greatest ever to play the game of GA. Yes, and from the weekend, Letterkenny Gales were in action in the Ulster Junior Club Championship. They went down to a very strong Stewartstown Harps of Tyrone, 215 to 2-5. Oshin was at the game in his interviews from the camp, including from Paul Joint uh, Manager Paul Malah. Still a great season for the Gales. And over the weekend, Neve McLaughlin was voted the LGFA Footballer of the Year yesterday. Owen Catterson caught up with her to get her views on what is a, a brilliant personal award to receive. Completely taken back. Um, I'm really surprised. I think my probably my reaction showed that um, on the cameras. Um, but no, look, it's really lovely. And I've had loads of messages. Um, just really overwhelming and loads of support from everyone back at home. Um, so no, look, I'm, I'm not really sure how I'm feeling at the minute, but I know I'm, I'm feeling very lucky anyway. I know that. Yeah, and the fact that it's the players that voted for you makes it more of an honour, doesn't it? Uh, for sure. Um, look, as I said, just even getting a nomination was completely unexpected. Um, and there is there's something really lovely knowing that it's your players that you're playing against, um, you know, week in, week out, and year after year that, that are voting for you. Um, you know, I vote every year in the competition. Um, and I think the All-Stars are something that you kind of you think about when you're young and but, but, but being nominated for the Player of the Year and then actually winning it is, is just like... It's something that I, I never even thought about. So, um, yeah, no, look, it's really, really lovely. Yeah, and tell us, how much dedication does it take to put yourself in a position to be the standout player of a season? Look, look, I didn't put any more work than any other players on the team. Um, and I think that's the really the really good thing about the squad and the team that we have there. At the minute, you know, we drive each other on and we push each other on every training session to be as best we can. And, um Look, the individual awards, obviously, look, as, as cliche as it sounds, are, are always nice. But look, as we're trying to build as a team, and that's, that's the most important. And I definitely wouldn't be where I am or, you know, wouldn't have got any recognition last night if it hadn't been for the gears in management um, this year and then over the last few years, you know. Yeah, and it ends the year on a positive note for yourself. You know, Donegal lost to Meath in the league final and mm-hmm. in the All-Ireland semi-final. So does it make up a wee bit for these disappointments? <clears throat> okay, look, I think... It was a disappointing year for us as a team on a personal level. We felt that, um, you know, we could have we, we could have had more, um, you know, out of those games. And we were obviously hoping to, to win those games. And that's, that's what we set out to do. Um, look, we had six nominations there last night. And with girls who weren't nominated, that, that probably could have been down as well. So I think, it's, look, it's a nice boost for the end of the year, of course. And hopefully it gives girls that extra wee bit of hunger, um, that wee bit of drive now going into pre-season in the league starting in January. Yeah, so you touched on it then. Next year, will you and the rest of the group look to be building on this year and try go and better those results from last year? Yeah, of course. Look, we're always trying to, to better what we do in the previous years. And um, like I mentioned last night, I don't think we 
something if we have a mountain of work to do to catch anyone, we're 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 there and we're thereabouts and look there was a kick of the ball between between us and Meath and even our man the Ulster final and um look we're we're not too far away. We could feel as though if we can just you know add wee bits and pieces to our game and if if individuals can get one and two percent better every week or at each game then that's gonna that's gonna stand us massively as a whole as a team. Yeah, well done to Neve. Mighty stuff there. And keeping it on the ladies' theme, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by the one and only Barney Kern, who has uh, guided our our college, our university team here to, uh, of course, university now. Barney, you have to get it right. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you believe it? I'm still calling it the LYAT in interviews, but no, it's 100%. The, the ATU. ATU, you know, ATU yeah, 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 university. That's, yeah, that, that's right. There's been, there's been a few name changes over the years, Barney, but listen, what's what's constant, Barney, is is your work with uh, with with many football teams around the country, but particularly with the, with the ladies' game, Barney. I know you're involved with the our, our ladies' minors as well, coaching them, uh, Barney. And you have a league final co- coming up as well with with the ATU. Tell us a bit about that. Uh, we have um, we played uh, we played the league there since since the first week in October. Um, we played Sligo in the first one, I think it was, and um, so we beat them at home. And then we played St Mary's away, and would you believe it? They beat us up in the Tyrone Centre of Excellence by five or six points. Ah, good team, strong, physical, moved the ball very well. And then we played Dundalk ourselves. Then last week it was an end to end game up in Convoy, and um, we ended up coming out on top. Uh, no, sorry, uh, two weeks ago uh, we ended up coming up and. Out and top, and then we had to go to Dublin. Then, so I went last week, and we had to play uh, DCU, mm. and that was we came out on top. We got two points uh, after extra time, so it was neck and neck, and it's never easy going into the into the lines then, as they say, and coming out with a W. Yeah, you're going well, Barry. You're in a higher, you know, a higher division from last year, and you lost some really strong players. You know, Saskia Ball, Sean McFadden. Eva McCoggan, Kitty Long, M. O'Neill, and Barney. The, the recruitment drive you see it often at the at the men's level. Is is it a matter of kind of going out and, and seeing what players is available and maybe making sure that they join the college, or does that just kind of happen automatically and you just do you just make the best of of, of what players happen to come in? Well, and and I suppose in the man's and the figures and end of it, it's probably more so. There's a lot of more. Maybe there is a, a courtship of trying to get certain players to certain schools or certain colleges you know but in the ladies a lot of it you know a lot of it happens and naturally and organically uh, because they decide to come to Letterkenny and and as you said you have to work with what you have here but we were very lucky this year uh, you mentioned all them strong strong girls that uh, that left last year the, it was at the end of their uh, course and got their degree and all We've got a lot of influence that are a lot of uh, real quality that come in this year. Yeah, we uh, we Cody Walsh from Bunkra- or from uh, Convoy. She's and with the seniors as well. Uh, you have a girl from Sligo, uh, Kiva, uh, Kiva O'Connor, real good play in the middle of the field, and you have experience in uh, with her. You have uh, Julie uh, Julie Trarty was up about the county setup for long. She's a fourth year student here. You have Glenfinn girls and defence Lauren. Martin, we've got the Roscommon goalkeeper, you know. So every year, every year, it's, 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 you have to mix uh, the new players in with experienced players, and maybe some of them that are coming that are new have a lot of experience. We get uh, Emer Trainer. 
from uh, Monaghan, uh, she plays for Dunamoy, she got player of the match in the Ulster final, you know, so yeah. she's real quality, but again, first year, you know, so mm. so we lost a, a real uh, physical aspect, but we uh, we gained real, real quality when it comes to skill and, and you know, understanding of the game, you know. Yeah, and tell me, Bernie, championships after Christmas, how much does this league kind of for going into the championship is it is it played at just that level below it or is it a good kind of barometer for what might happen uh, 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 at the start of next season or start of next year uh, not a, uh, sorry but not a bad barometer uh, because uh, we'll meet a lot of these teams again but like for example we had Emer Emer played Emer trainer I spoke about she's uh, played Ulster finals we're a club she's playing all in semi-finals we're not going to have her for a lot of that uh, for a lot of the league that's just gone past, you know, we'll probably have her in the final, hopefully. But uh, we'll have her full time then after Christmas because a lot of her football will be over and done with, you know. So it's 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 not easy uh, getting them all all together and getting them all tied in and having all your players on the pitch at times for different reasons, you know. Uh, there's lectures that maybe go on longer certain days, and some girls just I can't. Uh, I can't make it game days because of that, and that's you know, it that's sounds busy, Bernie. It, it sounds busy there, even what you've said to me the last couple of weeks. And you, you, you've you've told me as well, Bernie. You've introduced S and C, you know, um, a collective training with the with the girls and that. So it really is it, it it is a huge buy-in. Oh, it's a huge buy-in, and the thing that's a new thing this year that Michael was trying to get uh, introduced. As you know, uh, Michael Murphy's the head of sport here, and he, he's he's very good to work with, and it's something that Michael is uh, trying to push forward that, uh, because you know we have scholarship students here and we've got non-scholarship uh, students we're trying to give them all a fair crack at the whip and somebody maybe that's on a county team you know they do their own program uh, we're not going to complicate them or we're not going to put them under any pressure to do ours with Paul Fresher uh, that's leading that out and as you know you know uh, Paul's one of the best in the game and in fact we're meeting this evening half six and I expect like last week we had 18 uh, I'll expect we'll have the guts of 20 this week as well so the girls really buy into it uh, I mean, we'll do uh, we'll do a video session with them as well so so this is all pushed all pushed from Michael he's, he's you know he's trying to bring uh, this uh, he's trying to bring his own experience into the ATU which is only going to benefit us all you know yeah isn't that interesting Barney here we are about to do a big segment on Michael and, and, and he's come up in this section as well and Listen, that's what we need. We need his help, you know, through, through as you say, the ATU and, and through colleges and, and underage and, and right in the senior. He'll probably take, hopefully take the senior job someday. So, listen, as much as Michael's retired from Inter-County, he's still going to have a massive say in, in all aspects of GA in this county. Well, I hope so. I hope so, because I didn't want them now this year in the ATU. You know, you see him walking about the school and you're walking about the place and he's a real real a figurehead you know role model people look up to him you know oh, he's very easy to speak to he's very softly spoken nothing's ever an issue and then when it comes to you know uh, standards and, and and coaching like he talked that we Glen Swally team got to a minor county final there recently and, and you know ask any of the players one of the biggest the misses he's going to be as the standard he holds for himself and everybody else at training you know yeah. and hopefully hopefully now as you said, he'll, you know, he'll be on the other side of the line someday. He'll be, you know, he'll be managing us, or he'll be managing the county team. You know, so hopefully, 
we'll see how how things go over the next a couple of years. I'm sure he's a wee bit. Uh, he has plenty of things to be adding at the minute. Yeah. But uh, hopefully someday we'll uh, we'll see him with a banister bib on. Uh, hopefully, Hope, hopefully is right, Barney. We all we live and hope for that day. Barney, listen, great yeah. stuff. Good luck in that league final and the rest of the season as well. Keep up the good work, my man. Hey, thanks, Imagine so Brandon. Hey, thanks for everything. Okay, top stuff there, Barney Kern there. Uh, Looking after the ladies, ATU and the league final, ma- massive stuff. As we say, we're going to look across now the career of, of Michael Murphy uh, with two lads that, that know him very well, of course, Neil Geller and Rory Kavanagh. Yes, folks, now as I say, at the top of the show, I'm joined by Glenn Swillyman, who's lifted his club and his county to great things. Uh, it's not just the one and only Michael Murphy involved in this mix. There is, of course, a man that was hand in hand and, and all that glory and paid such a huge, huge part. I'm delighted to say we're joined by the one and only big Neil Gallagher. Neil, how are you this evening? Hi, good, Brendan. Not so bad. Great, Neil. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, I got a chat with uh, a Rory Kavanagh up in the house last night, and we were talking different things about Murphy and 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 his effect on on the county team in particular. And and I was looking to speak the two years together actually, but um, it couldn't happen last night uh, just because of of the way it was. But Neil, I suppose from your perspective, I, I was very much interested to maybe hear a bit more about uh, Murphy's impact on in, in the local area and, and on the youth of the local area in terms of, you, you've seen the, the two sides of that, you know, Glenn Swilly in the, in the lower leagues and, and championships right up to the, right up to the pinnacle of, of one in Dr. Maguire's and that. And just as that unfolded, I suppose, Michael's effect uh, on all that, Neil. I would suppose, Ben, like we, like when he was growing up and all, like, and like, you know, it was that couple six years younger than Mike's and myself, and that you, you kind of knew, like, going to underage games and stuff like that, that, you know, he was a great player, you know, on the ranks coming up, like, um, and he just, I suppose, when he was young and that, like, under 14 and 16 and all, and all them, uh, the, the county squads, he just, like, has, I suppose, is, is present as a, as, as a, a big man even back then and, and then suppose he's free taking and stuff like that you know stood out a lot and then in 05 and we won the intermediate like um, like he was only still like 16 like and he was um, our boys drafted him in like for the Austria campaign and I remember him coming on games there like and stuff and like from then on and that was just it um, even when we ran into the night of St. Unions and the 07 final and all leave yourself and that like he he was still only 18 but like I said earlier in the week like he was still our he was, he was the main man then, like, you know, mm. or he's 18 maybe or whatever, um, and he was the main man then. But ever since that, it's just his, um, I suppose, his ability from, like, obviously club and county and even with, with the Aussie rules and all, like, his ability, I suppose, to inspire uh, the, the players around him um, within mm. the club. Like, I mean, if you were told that in your club that you'd best player in Ireland playing field like, and then like his, his skill level and, and what he could do in the field and um, like his determination I suppose the big one like in you know mentally very very strong um, oh. and I mean suppose every day he went out I suppose there's a bit of pressure on him you know he was a captain so you know everybody for the county install as a captain like and there's always that bit of pressure on him but every day then they never let the squad down and it, you know for us or for the county like and just good, it's good to have him, uh, you know, around the club, and then obviously through the years, then when when we're successful and uh, 
and won in the championship. Like I mean, like man of the match in the three finals that they won. Like kind of st- speaks for itself, you know. Yeah, you, were, you, um, you did become the real noisy neighbours at that point. Hey, it was. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired? You see, so. Hi, uh, right. They'll tell me this. Hey, um, see, see what you're saying there. You know, people talk a lot about Donegal, and th- that's at the elite level. If Michael was coming back to Glen Swain, obviously you were there, and you Copper, and you know, other lads in the round the, the squad there. But particularly you and Michael, was was w- did you elevate the the training at Glen Swain? You know, obviously you had the wheel there, and and all his tactical setup and and what he was doing, but. Did did the did that professionalism go into the club, or had you be careful not to try and enforce too much on them because it was still cl- at a club level? How how did you marry them two things together? I suppose, like I'm sure, like every time, I suppose uh, up until 2012, you know, we had come back on the back of say getting beat, like uh, from Donegal. Like so, you take a wee while to get kind of, I suppose. Like the wounds there, and kind of, I suppose, try and get over that. But see, then, once, like, you can imagine, like, a, you know, if you're a club player now, and you have a couple of uh, your inter county players coming back in, like, that's going to left it anyway. And, and I will, 2011 does stick out in my mind, like, because beat by Dublin in that semi final. But I remember on the Tuesday night with Glenn Fulletton, and for some reason, like, and normally you'd maybe go back on the Thursday, but I remember the two of us went back that Tuesday, and I suppose couldn't wait to kind of get back training. I suppose the disappointment of the, the, the Dublin semi-final first of them, but also just couldn't wait to get back. I mean, we could beat Benny Connell in the semi-final the year before. and You know, just couldn't wait to get back training. I remember that time on the Tuesday night. And um, I definitely loved the things. Like, even now, like, you know, players that have, you know, three or four county players or whatever, like, when they come in, it just loves it. Uh, county club players, it was me, and I'd be looking forward to the county boys coming back, and mm. you know the standard of training will improve. And um, no, I mean like Michael, whenever he came back, it was just full, just gung ho. Then what's the glare in that, you know? And, and um, tell me, was he was he doing his own weights program? Because I still remember, obviously, I only played with him. Just I think that maybe last year I played, he was in. And I remember running under him in a, in a game in the Donald Park there, a challenge game, and I was like, geez, he was a solid, you know. He was like Rocky Four there. I remember uh, Drago when you when you run, when he had the gloves. I was I couldn't believe the power. So now he must have been doing his own training. You know, were you, were you seeing that out there? Did, did you did you know that was happening? Because remember the time we had kind of done bits and but different bits of weights we poured there and that, and it was kind of off and on a bit. But there was no doubt that Michael was already like well into a program. Oh, big time because I mean they had started doing that even like I remember St. Junior's College going to watch McCrory games and I remember them doing programs on there but also with themselves too like you know we'd made the under 17 Aussie rule squads for Ireland and that and they'd seen a bit of that kind of a lifestyle of what way I suppose them kind of train like and as you say at that time in S&C you know you'd done it here and there but in the winter and then sometimes in the summer and all but Michael would have kept that kind of going through but like a lot of it like a lot of it is just pure raw natural strength like you know yeah. um, and when I mean, you add on then doing the weights program and, and the champions and all they got there like he's a he's a beast of a man like and like I always used to say you know the ones used to say about where do you think his best position is like and it was that good in full forward but it's that good like centre forward or midfield or you could play him anywhere but I used to think inside like because you put yourself in the, you in the shoes of the full back like and you see this 
big beast coming in and you know the aerial ability that he has and then the strength of one ball like unbelievable strength and size and then has I suppose ability then to put the ball over the bar from, from distance and, and stuff was was great too and, and even and with the left foot too like and I remember training like remember a lot of the times him and McFadden would be the two of them that started training at the end and, and they were working on their, their weaker foot a lot like and I remember in 2014 uh, Michael scored the water for us against our man it was our last point like from maybe 30 yards out with the left foot like you know and um, things like that just you know always always working on it you know and, and uh, you, um, you you weren't staying behind the kick with your left at the time no? <laughs> I was on the back kicking the ball out of them. But now, listen, that's things like that that kind of separates, um, you know, great players yeah. apart, you know. And yeah. Plus the fact, too, Ben, like it's every single day that, you know, he went out, like there's pressure on every player when you go out. But, you know, Michael would have seen himself as a captain, best player, like, you know, um, had this and 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 that and listen when you're the captain stuff like that, you know you put pressure on yourself to to perform because you're you're telling boys what to do and stuff and all but you know he would always have done it himself and that's one of the things about it like as well like he never stood back and let anybody you know not do what he wouldn't do himself like he was always there pushing it um, and, and do, you, do, you, do you think that that has maybe been part of his um reason for retiring now and his standards are so high that he doesn't want to just be playing a certain role and then that role then would affect maybe his leadership and his captaincy because as you said there he's always set the tone he's always been the man so if he's playing a certain role now it's not the standard that he that high standard that he has and he just maybe he couldn't live with that in terms of right he has certain ways of playing and then he can dictate his his, his whole game and his, his captaincy and that so do you think that has, has played into a part of his retirement? Um, it's hard to say like, like I suppose even if you play them <clears throat> say now the next year or the year you know you were playing them and you're playing them inside like Say if the game's in the melting pot, you know, when you need a ball one around the middle, like he's going to come out and, and want, you know, go for that ball. Because that's just, a, you know, when the team needs you, you're going to do what's required. But, ah, listen, I would say just, like, I mean, you know, it comes to every player, you know, that time. And, and this big thing, like, you know, was just that, I suppose, I felt the time, the timing was right. And, listen, you know, I remember he told me a couple of months ago and I was shocked. I was like, geez, now you've, you know, a couple of years left yet. But the more thought on it then, I was like, you know, he's given so much service, mm-hmm. um, performed unbelievable, you know, every day he went out, that, you know, it was just, you know, the man just has, he probably just felt the time was right. And, and I mean, who could question the, the service? Like, as I say, during the week there, just reading all the tributes and the messages and seeing the clips and different things. And it's just... As well as on the field, what I'd done on the field, even off the field, and you know that was a good thing that you know I suppose for us in the Glen, like I remember going up to training at times, like and the young fellas just standing there looking at them, and they might shout out yes, more food whatever, and like you look at them and wave or say hello and stuff as he does, like as he mannered every but like they just got so much of a lift off that you know, and that's a great, it was great to see that you mm. know, and I mean for his parents, like you know, I was just saying them during the week was that. You know, it's proud for them to to see all the, uh, you know the the messages and like 
the reaction from the whole thing. It has to be so proud for them. But I mean, they're like they're just not. They're that's so humble and down to earth. I know the whole family. That you know, they'll just you know, that's just. They're just nice people, you know, and well mannered, you know. Yeah, and and do you, do you think there's any issue there um, that there might have been a bit of medical advice just around facing into another hard pre-season uh, Neil that you know you're trying to weigh up the rest of your life versus playing. Now, obviously, he's, he's going to be playing club, but in terms of maybe them real hard hard yards, he can play a certain role for the club without having to do them I suppose is a big thing but do you, do you think you, I mean you're on about all that kicking Neil there's no doubt that them kicking those those long range kicks and that they, they take some effort you know every one of those kicks you know maybe maybe there was something in the background saying right listen we need need to watch the body going forward I, I don't think so Brendan because right. the way from knowing so well like see when you're running and you know yourself when you're running that into county bubble like see all that stuff there of like further down the line and stuff this, like this is the way I was and the way he is like all that stuff you don't really pass much remarks on it and stuff you just kind of when you're in the county bubble you kind of I suppose um, you're on it and you're on it full steam ahead like and you're not really I suppose worrying um, maybe down there that's the way we would be it might be different for other people but like you know, people say, oh, see, oh, you must play. And you'd probably the same yourself. You'd love to be 21 again and going back. And you do the whole thing again because it is so, like, there's nothing like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, playing for Club and County out in front of big crowds and on big days. Like, I mean, them county finals and Ulster finals and, and all Ireland final. Like, I mean, they're massive days. Like, and I don't think, I don't know, I don't think it would, anything like that would come into his head whenever it's been made because... If he still was playing next year, he'd still train as hard as ever and put his body through the mm. through the ringer again. But would it not be a thing? Maybe I mean it's funny. Like if you look at him and Malloy, Malloy retired a couple of times, but a knee trouble kept going. But he was still trying to reach that holy grail. Like Michael has basically done everything. Neil, I suppose we're the best wall in the world. We don't look like maybe we're going to be in an All Ireland final just in the next uh, couple of years. So you know you could. You know, if you're weighing it up, as you said, he's an amateur man, and and if if he wants to, maybe like the, the, there is a lot more medical advice now. I think just need from maybe an hour time in that. I mean, if you look at the many guys who've had had the surgery early in that, there must be. I think the penny's starting to drop a wee bit out there. You know, particularly with Michael, because you know, forgetting about his age, probably he's maybe maybe three four years older than that. Really, in terms of how much football he's played, so. Listen, as you said, Neil, he, he certainly it's up to him to call it, and uh, what what a, what a phenomenal career. Neil, you just mentioned about the, the young lads, Ryan Glenn Swilly and that, and I was just thinking about uh, I joined you for a for a shandy there after one of them um, county final ones, be, being diplomatic uh, unions man that I am, and myself and yourself was out out the road there in a in a, in a eel house, and uh, you were saying about the effect of. Uh, the whole championships and Glenn Swilly, not just from a football perspective, you know, when people get to know Michael outside of that. Is that something you you, you seen that and you had a smile on your face when you were saying it around what those championships did for the for the for the area and how much Michael outside of football kinda gave the whole place a boost and, and you and all the lads of course as well. Oh massive like I mean 
like you touched on it from where we came from. Like I remember seventeen uh, when seventeen coming on as a sub in a junior final, like and we got beat by Milford and went climbing through the ranks then and they they won the intermediate and then they won the senior. Like I, I suppose we were so close in 2010 and then they've caught got two late goals and beat us in O'Donnell Park and <clears throat> that was a sickener like in that but you know they won it then and they won it you know, in 2013 and 2016 um, I think it just gave, it gave a great pride to the whole club um, I suppose of what they'd achieved like, like I watch county finals there now and stuff and you know it just brings you back great memories like of, of all them days out and like for people <clears throat> coming down to the Glen, seeing the best player in Ireland playing for your club, like it's a special, like it's a special, um, it's a special feeling, and it's great for for our people that is one of our own. Like to see, you know, as you say, where we came from, like twenty years ago, and now, like you know, to have Glenswilly plastered all over the papers and the social media and, and the news, you know, you know, Michael retiring and stuff. Like it's it's, it's great for the area and. That's special days and like see after them, you know, ones and stuff like I mean, no better man to be out um having a crack like and enjoying himself after like but yeah. but always being respectful, always been humble, always speaking to ones and um no, it's just you did, it's you very, did, very you proud. Didn't, you didn't lead him astray then, no. <laughs> no, definitely not, no. He um <laughs> You had no interest in drinking at the time, I think you said to me once. No, so, but, no. But they, they, no, like they, 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 <laughs> they, those big trips there, particularly I suppose after 2012 and 20, 2014, all Ireland's have been some phenomenal holidays. As you say, you know, Michael was able to, to let the hair down and, and enjoy it, you know. Um, they, they, but there was a different, I suppose, buzz attached to them. It didn't need to be maybe the full on three-day benders of, of the years previous, you know, there was more a kind of, I think, a team thing and, and more, I suppose, a buzz of what you had achieved and, and what was coming next. Oh, like, like, they were brilliant because you could just, <clears throat> you had the whole team together, like, and as I say, when, you, when you're in that team environment, like, you're so close, like, I mean, say that team and that, like, I mean, you mightn't speak to them boys for like six months, but when you do speak to them, like, you know, you pick it up where it was. Like, and like, we had a night out there, I think it was 2018 when Frank retired, we had it in Letterkenny. And, you know, that's everybody, most of the boys were there and everybody gathered. And it was just, it was just the same crack as if it happens down the back of the bus. Like, and I mean, um, it's just a special kind of a, I suppose, a feeling. And seeing the trips were in a way as well. Like, it was just good. And, you know, you let the hair down and mingled and, and had the crack. And even after, like, I remember, especially 2012, you know, after them games, you know, if you had a three-week break, like, Jim will allow the team to socialise together, like, and, you know, for that night. And, you know, it was good to sit down and just, I suppose, kind of enjoy each other's company for a while. And always, I suppose, in the back of your head, though, was, right, there's a game now in two or three weeks time that you're going to get back to training for that like you know and um, no nah, it's great great times like you know I mean when you won then like I mean it's just it's well good times you'll never forget it Neil, Neil tell me this just, just before I let you go and listen thanks so much as ever what about yourself and Murphy Donegal management of the future or, or what's the story <laughs> 
Colossal presence um, for the best part uh, over a decade now for Donegal, and you know it just leaves a huge, a huge void. Um, so yeah, there was there was there was that tinge of sadness, but I suppose when you look back and and the tributes that have been paid to him since, you know, um, it, it's fitting because he he's he 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 just left such uh, an immense sort of legacy behind him and. We're we're very very sad to see him go in Donegal, obviously. Yeah, and and just on that Donegal thing, Roy. I mean, I was talking on Two uh, FM there last week, and I think it's a very different thing for us at Donegal because we know what Murphy is and, and what he was in that, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm always interested to just from your perspective because I only played with him in the first few years but obviously uh, his impact to you and, and those early days uh, coming into Donegal and, and the captaincy and, and, and what he was like around you know night after night of training and, and uh, that huge uh, journey and that, that uh, you know that, that really glory time for Donegal his, his impact to you and what you've seen how he orchestrated the team and his, his captaincy and his leadership yeah, look, uh, you know, when them 21s came in, obviously with, with Jim and they had been to an All-Ireland final and, you know, he, um, they, they really rejuvenated us, us senior players, you know, because we were at quite a low ebb, I suppose. Um, and our careers were, I suppose, they were in danger of petering out very, very quickly. Um, and in came Michael and, and the 21s and Jim and it really rejuvenated things you know um, but yeah look him as, as, a, as a player obviously you know unbelievable but as a person as well like he, he was just so grounded um, and the way he led uh, that team for the last decade has been phenomenal like and you know his 
the way he carried himself, as I said, so humble, so grounded. But every night at training, he was the one who was driving the standards. He was the one who showed up every single night, you know, and just made sure that those standards of excellence were maintained. And his message into the players was always positive. And, you know, he was just a phenomenal person and to was have around. It, was that message, Rory, was that a verbal message and, you know, a physical message in terms of setting the tone? Did he do both? Because I know, listen, Rory, you would have been an excellent captain yourself and well capable of that. But did you did you join in at certain times? Did different players join in? Or, or was his kind of the, the most commanding voice? Or, or, or how did the whole squad work at that time? Because you had a lot of big players and, and, and leaders in that group as well. Yeah, well, look, I suppose the, the main messages would have been coming from, from Jim and Rory um, uh, in the huddles. But, you know, Michael, when he did speak, you know, he just commanded everyone's attention and everybody was listening and, and he had that respect, obviously. But I think it was just the way he led. You know, he didn't need to speak that much. It was the way he led by example at, at training on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, and you know, he was probably one of the first to be there, you know, himself on Colin McFadden, the other free tickers, like they were probably there forty five minutes before training starting and they were they were kicking maybe hundreds of balls before the before training had even started, you know, and, and it was that attention to detail and those repetitions, I suppose, that, that took us to another level, you know, and it was, you know, as a midfielder uh, going into a game, you know, and if you were winning a free, it gave you great belief that this ball's going over the bar, like, because you'd call him on one side, you'd, you'd, uh, Michael on the other, and, to stand behind him and watch that free just arcing up into the air and that slow gradual draw and just dropping over the black spot which it invariably did nine out of ten times it was it was a phenomenal sight like and it just gave us great satisf- great sort of um, self-belief that you know anything inside 65 metres here is going, going over the bar like and it was a brilliant weapon to have like um going into those games yeah and Roy did he grow in that role then because obviously when he landed on this first and those early years you were there as well he was he was a tank in that but he was quiet and, and softly spoken did, did did the captaincy thing just fit straight away you know was, was it a was a bit of a master stroke, stroke from Jim I suppose in terms of seeing that as you said this new wave was coming in to re- re-energise you guys did he grow into the role and become more and more of, of a leader and a captain, or, or from the get-go was 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 he ready for that responsibility? I think probably Jim and Rory protecting him, and that you know he, he you know he didn't have to be standing up and delivering these all-inspiring speeches. You yes. know that that, that <laughs> yeah. wasn't needed. Like you know those I messages. They, they, and, and that's very interesting, said Rory, because I think obviously tactically and the way things had gone, it was about control. Then yeah. I mean, sure you, you you wanted to battle that, but really it was about the the I suppose the game plan it was more than Absolutely. it used to be, and that was in that yeah. time was changed. So you're right. He, d- he didn't need to be doing that. Now there's a place for it. Uh, there's yeah. a place for that emotion. <clears throat> and Michael, 
<clears throat> that was another key strength of his. He, you know, he could gauge the temperature in the room. He could gauge. He, he had that football intelligence that he knew that if the team weren't quite at it and they needed, you know, it being brought in or training stopped and hadn't having a word, he was quite capable of doing that. You know, so he had that game intelligence and he he, he had that emotional intelligence to know um, when when the players needed a talking to. But no, you're right. He he, he was he was probably protected in a way by, by Jim and, and by Rory and that he didn't have to be you know delivering these speeches time after time but it was just the the constant repetition of what he'd done and what he'd done at training every single night that set him apart you know yeah. he was such a phenomenal trainer and was like, it the same in the gym Roy would you have done a lot of gym sessions with him yeah there were a lot of collective stuff yeah. Brendan and I the, the, like the early morning stuff were well do- documented but you know that was just another aspect of you the culture that <laughs> another <laughs> aspect of the culture that was better than under, in those days and you know it, it, it was actually helped with the whole social dynamic of the group and that bonding and that spirit yeah. as well and they were very very important so look he was uh, yes and he, he had obviously those physical attributes you know his size and strength and power were just phenomenal and then you you had that with his football ability and you have a very potent mix you yes. know he, he was just one of those um, perfect Gaelic footballers yes indeed and and Rory just outside let I suppose you know the, the person that he was as well you know, people don't talk about his, his, his demeanour. I mean, in terms of, I suppose, being a a player to look up to, as you said, there doesn't, no one, and how could you, but I'm just saying no one could ever say a bad word about this guy. You know, he played the game physically at times, you know, but, but always, always threw the ball. You know, there was never a, like a nastiness in it. He was no. always, he, he would have used the strength and he knew he had power, but he, but he tried to tackle through the ball and if, if the man was in the way, then so be it. But that's part of our game. But, he, but, but the man himself, uh, Rory, you know, it, it seemed to be sometimes, um, go so much above Donegal football because the whole country you know if, if you mentioned Donegal GA it was Michael Murphy Rory Kavanagh second of course <laughs> Michael Murphy you know so uh, he, he's I suppose is, is, the man himself has inspired so much uh, Rory from, from not just here but actually GA players all over the country you know uh, you know and he goes on then and captains his, his country in the international rules and you know that's a testament to the you know the esteem that he was held in the, the length and breadth of the country, and you know there's no doubt that you know he has inspired countless generations now of of new Donegal talent that's that's emerging, and that'll be one another of of, of uh, the great legacies that that Michael leaves behind. There'll be there'll be kids up and down the country, and especially here in Donegal, that'll that'll be looking to pull on that number fourteen shirt and and be the next Michael Murphy for sure. And we're, we're, we're Hopefully we'll see him soon. <laughs> I think we're going to need him. Rory, listen, uh, I was just thinking about those hundred balls. You said about him and Colm and kicking, you know. Do you think there was any uh, maybe medical side of this in the background? We've seen about a few injuries the last few years. A big man, you know, you talk about the years, but really miles on the clock. He is on the go sometime, you know, you mentioned. Speaking of big Neil earlier, obviously about club, you know, you've Seagerson, you've underage, you've you, you obviously international, you know, countless games with Donegal. Do you think there was a point where somebody medically might have said, you know, maybe now because you're facing into another tough pre-season, uh, you know, maybe this was something was part of this retirement? Look, I can't speak for, for Michael in that regard, you know, um, yeah, like Michael had 
probably a lot of injuries, more serious ones, maybe that required surgery earlier in his career. But uh, you know, in the, in the latter stages, if you you know niggles with that back and 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 the hamstring things that have crept in. But look, the one thing about him was, you know, more often than not, Michael would have himself right for championship. Like he would have that body right and. You know, he had to play through the pain barrier on a number of occasions, and I've witnessed that at first hand. And I think back to the Kildare game where, you know, he didn't start and came on, and he had that immense impact, you know, that flick up. You know, and and uh, out in the sideline, it was a, it was an extraordinary piece of skill. Like in the dying minutes, um, to flick that ball up to to Kildare men, you know, hanging out of him and escapes their attention and recycles the ball back, and you know, ultimately, ultimately, it led to Kevin's one and score. So, like you know, Michael uh, played through the pain barrier on a number of occasions you know and that was down to his mental strength and that's down to the type of character that he was and a lot of people wouldn't have been able to do that a lot of players wouldn't have been able to handle that but he had so much mental strength probably you know one of the most mentally strong people I know and you know he was um he was able to get, produce the goods, you know, uh, carrying injuries on many occasions. Mm. It was a lovely bit of skill, that, that flick up. Have you got a, a, a favourite moment? And, and, and I'm saying from your own memory bank, do you know when you look back at games where you've mm. weird, small memory <laughs> Is there anything you can remember uh, playing with him? You thought, wow. I mean, obviously the goal in 2012. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know what, what was going through your head then, but it must have been uh, some elation when, when that ball ripped the net because that was a, that was a special Murphy moment because it had everything kind of encapsulated the man at that time in terms of uh, I know for years we were crying out but I'd love to see more of that yeah. uh, uh, later on but was that was that one of your top memories uh, uh, well it's uh, absolutely it was when you see that actually in real time and you see how quickly that ball travels past Clark in the nets it's like it's gone past him before he can get his hands up like it was just a phenomenal strike but yeah look you know there's so many of them you know we're just so so lucky to 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 play with him, you know, because he, you know we hadn't we hadn't won an Ulster Championship in nineteen years, and then all of a sudden Michael Murphy arrives, yes. and we have now you know five Ulster titles and and his back pocket and and All Ireland and gets to another All Ireland final like and that's all down to him. He you know we of course we had tremendous players on that team, but. There would be none of that without Michael Murphy. He was the catalyst for it, you know, Um, and so many wonderful, wonderful memories, you know, Uh, and just a pure striker of the ball you could not see, like, you know, and it was brilliant as a midfielder just to sit behind that and watch that for the best part of four or five years when I was playing with him. You know, those strikes were just over the bar, over the bar, you know, and it was the. You know, if you're standing behind it and you're just watching the trajectory of that strike and the draw coming in, it was brilliant, you know, and you you were, you were privileged to see it, you know. So it was, um, you know, there's many memories of, of Michael Murphy. Yeah, yeah, and and Murray, just you're obviously a manager yourself. You've had success as well. Some of your guys from 2012 have have 
thankfully gone into coaching and management because that's certainly what Donegal needs now what about uh, Michael you know it, it just seems like the, he's already got, been in management uh, uh, obviously with the with the LYAT and he's been involved he's involved with Glenn Swilly Miners at the minute and it just seems like that pathway is is almost a certainty that, that at some stage he'll, he'll manage Donegal yeah I think it's probably inevitable you know it's in his DNA and it's you know something that I no doubt that he will um, go into whenever he feels the time is is right for him um, and and uh, yeah he, he's been involved I suppose with the the minors and Glen Swilly and he's he's done bits with the the LYAT the ATU now and yeah it's it's definitely something he has all of those qualities you know a very very good communicator obviously somebody who's a, has been a brilliant brilliant leader and somebody who will have the respect of of the players automatically and a very good football and brain like you know and that's one thing about him he, he has a brilliant football and brain and uh, I've no doubt that if he goes into that he'll he'll have success as well yeah I'm sure if he get in, in retirement I know it's difficult it's probably more difficult maybe the better you've done but I think for him there's so many memories in there you know no more than yourself he can open up uh, so many scrapbooks or flip flip on any bits of bits of video and, and, and there's gr- some great things in there supposed to remind him of, of, of the brilliant time that he had are you, are you like that do you look back at, at all bits and pieces do you need a wee lift now and then <laughs> to, to lift the mood <laughs> I, I often wonder about that Roy looking back at uh, you know you're all Ireland pictures and that is it, is it a thing when you dander past does it, does it always give you a wee bit of a lift to think the, the memories of that brilliant day I would look uh, it definitely does it, it there were brilliant brilliant times in our lives and you know brilliant brilliant memories to have and y- you know when you think back of that week after the All-Ireland final it was just bedlam in the county and you know it brought so much joy to such, such the county it can give everybody a lift so um, I, the bars could do it now yeah, yeah absolutely I, I <laughs> absolutely could give everybody a wee lift but I know the phenomenal memories and Michael have many of those that he can look back on and you know uh, I was reading Neil Geller mentioned it there you know about I hope Michael does take time out now and just to read through the messages that you know and the tributes that are pouring into him because yeah. you, you know it's brilliant for him and his family to be to be reading about that and, and the regard and the esteem with which he is held in uh, yeah. throughout uh, the country but especially here in Donegal yeah magic Roy I, I think I'm a lucky one he actually sent me a text back there well, you know what it's like no <laughs> well listen you know what he's like I did I, I was I was going back up from Galway the last day because I'd sent him a message, but you know it's like Murphy, right. you lucky to get one back. Yeah. But he said I, I was I was actually chuffed. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, listen, Roy, thanks a million for joining us. Great great words for thanks, for brother. sharing that on the day of the week. Yes, good good hearing from Roy Kavanagh there and and Big Neil earlier, of course Barney Cornyn. Everyone has contributed to the show tonight. Uh, Barney just asked me to mention there is a coaching camp, LGFA coaching camp in St. Michael's uh, this Saturday the 25th. If you go on the LGFA Donegal site there, you'll see how to register and buy tickets and support everybody in the Creasla area. He asked me to give that a mention and very glad to. Uh, as I say, that's the, the wrap. I want to thank Kenneth for producing the show, Head of Sport, Oshin Kelly. And stay tuned for the excellent Monday night sessions as ever. 
Trevor, and I'll speak to you all next week. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Canny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen.